with the correct amount. D20 Radio, where gamers roll. Welcome to Eberron Renewed, an actual play podcast set in the Eberron campaign setting. I'm your game master, Eric. I'm Philip. I'm Trevor. I'm Jeff. Randy's not here. Randy's not here, and I'm Jeff. <laughs> Welcome to another episode. Gentlemen, what happened last time? We got a job. We heard the details of a job that Hob has been assigned Yes, by his corporate overlords. And essentially, we learned that Boomrush has promised this group of hobgoblin, mostly hobgoblin and one bugbear warriors, that they, if they work for him, I'll take care of their little bugaboo, which happens to be a terrifying bespoke artificer who (laughs) wants to kill them all now because they slighted him. Like, let's be straight. What they did was wrong. Culturally. Who's to (laughs) say? Oh, see, when you do that, I just have to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but also I feel I can strongly say this fantasy culture is wrong. That's okay with me <laughs> to say. <laughs> I think you can say that safely. Yeah. So where we left off is Chris and Milo, as Jeff mentioned, Randy is not here. For those of you that may not know, we're dealing with some natural weather disaster situations in our neck of the woods. And Randy is still dealing with some of those situations on his end. So we miss him. But he'll be back soon. He's okay. Yes, yes. Sorry. I, I mean, I don't mind. He's, he's fine. Randy's a teacher, and we're trying to figure out how to make school work, and so he's doing that tonight because it's important. Yeah. Because there's no electricity in any of the schools in town. There. Yes. <laughs> yes. Anyway, Eris and Milo were in the cauldron with Olive. Olive just made her check to be resilient in the harness powering up with a fire elemental in it. And... Hob and Reynard were at the four sales having a chat with Sana after she had a good cry in the walk-in. So that's right. That's where we were at. Yeah. And recruiting Kath and Sana to come help on the job. So we are going to pick back up with Eris and Olive because Olive rolled a triumph on her resilience check that needs to be spent in some way. Truth. So, you all have had some time to think about this triumph and really we mull totally it over, dead some brain space. That's all I've so, done. That's what we've done. <laughs> I remember nothing. I so. wrote down in my notebook, spend Olive's triumph. And when I opened my notebook today, I saw <laughs> that. So, I have remembered for three minutes. Excellent. That, Excellent. That we needed to do that. So what would you like to spend her triumph on? Obviously, I'd like to spend her triumph on saying that the arms are not going to drive her crazy. That's what I'd like to spend the triumph on, is on saying that her Dr. Octopus arms 
are not going to take over her brain with the power of a thousand suns in the palm of her hands. I just, I'd really like that to not happen. And that's what I'd like to spend the triumph on, but I don't know if I should spend the triumph on that. The arms never work. She gives up on engineering, thus assuring this will never happen. And she ends up a botanist. They've just turned you know, into poison it, ivy. I, did, I genuinely didn't think about that. <laughs> there are no I mean, non-villainous scientific professions in the comic book world, Jeff. It's not possible. I hear you're correct. Because if you try to solve the world's problem with anything other than your fists, you're a bad person. <laughs> so, Eris, so based on the resilience check and the check that you made and Milo's all the facts that he did, that... There's no danger. Everything went well. All the checks were passed. All systems seem to be stable right now. Why are you looking at me like that? You literally passed the checks with zero <laughs> threats or despair. I mechanically can't do anything right now. I'm parsing every word you say <laughs> like a contract lawyer. That's what I, what that look is. He said right now. Yeah. Listen, I'm obviously, like, if a despair gets rolled down the road, it's on the table. But like... I feel like triumphs to say this thing can never happen. Why wouldn't you just spend a triumph no, on you're, my character not, can never die? <laughs> no, I know. I know. You ask me what I'd like to spend it on. That's what I'd like to spend it on. I haven't come up with I anything know. I know. reasonable to spend it on. Helpful. That would be helpful, so, just not uh, you, reasonable. <laughs> I could... I'm trying to think of things related to the current problem that you could use the triumph on in terms of more knowledge about the defenses that Vorogoth might have or the weaponry. What's the skill that Olive uses to resist something terrible happening with the arms? I did a resilience check this time because there was the possibility of like, physically being harmed sure. by a fire elemental connecting to your body in the future. It's probably going to be a discipline check. If it ever comes up, I propose that Olive gain a skill point, a skill level in discipline. All right. Give sure. our NPC Olive. some experience and she levels up her discipline. Sure. Okay. Oh, Plus boy, one to all. She's going to make it a harder roll. Did I mention this Interestingly fire elemental enough. has adversary three? No. <laughs> okay so yeah you can tell that the experience that olive just went through her mind is more resolved and heartier than it was beforehand and she looks around and you can tell that she's trying to listen to the entity much in the same way when you did the test run with tasha that she could hear tasha in her head this is so hard because eris really should be just thinking this is the coolest thing in the world <laughs> and i cannot find that in my person because Harris i'm would be right. so worried about what you're gonna do this is cool as it gets <laughs> olive like eris i can hear him him can you understand him it's strange it's like i can feel the emotional resonance, like it's not words. It's just feelings and thoughts. And I think he wants something. <laughs> oh, a name. 
you don't have a name. I'll kind of looks down at Eris. Any thoughts? Let me take a crack uh, at it. In the interest of time, I'm eager for Jeff to take a crack <laughs> at it because I spend days. I spent days deciding what to call the air elemental that that Eris captured. <laughs> no, I no, no one wants this. Boy. Tim. Got lots of Tim. Yeah, Tim's a good one. I what kind of elemental is it again? Oh, I know of it. Fire. It's fire. That's what I thought. We got lots of proper nouns in coal, ash, cinder. Cinder's Ember. pretty, Cinder's pretty good. good. Yeah. Furnace. Oh, I like cinder. Not furnace, furnace, but we spell it cinder. weird. <laughs> cinder cinder with a Y and an O. Yes. Yep. Cinder. cinder. Ember with a Y. And yeah, that's not ominous. Like <laughs> Olive looking and going, there is no olive, there's only Cindor. Cindor. Cinder? Cinder. I think he likes it. Hi, Cinder. I contributed. You did. (laughs) Well done. Trevor, you threw out a name for something that Philip liked, which is a pretty high bar to clear. So you you should carry some pride. (laughs) And then you see the arms begin to move off of the supports Eris and begin to move around as Olive's kind of feeling them out and she begins to step down the stairs as the arms extend above her and then you see them retract a little bit to where they're not so ominously long but you do see coming down the length of the arms where the metal connects you do see like shoots of fire and like little licks of flame in between the metal clearly powering these arms. I was like, okay, wow, this is going to take some getting used to sharing or just hearing another thing in your brain. Yeah. Yeah. That's weird. (laughs) Milo gets it. So what else do we need to do before we head out? I was going to make some acid that I could throw at people. Oh, Okay. Just we're fighting little automata and seem like acid might be useful for that. Yeah, absolutely. How can I help? Let me recheck what the difficulty of the creation is. Let's see. It is a hard check of three purple. And let me see how much money we have. Oh, yeah. A lot. We do. Yeah, Eris has still got a good chunk. I will try to make three acid flasks. Okay. Are you messing with this check at all? Otherwise, it's just three purple. Nope, you're good. Okay. Oh, and you get a a boost from Olive helping. Oh, cool. All right. Let's do it. Yeah. That's two success, one threat, two triumphs. Now can he do the whole never going to be bad thing? <laughs> I think because triumphs are logarithmic, right? A second triumph is actually worth 10 triumphs. Yeah, that's, that's it. Yeah, that's totally. That Let me look at the handy dandy. What can you do with a triumph on alchemy in the Terranos book? That's the right word. Logarithmic. I think that, you know what? Not going to worry about it. It's fine, Jeff. It's fine. Oh, that's cool. Let me see. <laughs> oh, man. That's such a bummer. There's an option for spending two triumphs. Like, this is the only thing I've ever seen that gives you an actual option for spending two triumphs. Yeah. 
and the, the but it's add a quality to this item, but this is like a single use item, so it's not. Oh, yeah. No. Eric, I make saw it your reusable. Face. I laughed because what? I googled logarithmic to make sure that it was right, and the first like auto response question is, "What do you mean by logarithmic?" <laughs> so I'm asking you that. Oh, that's funny. Apologies, I'm slowing us down. You're good. No worries. Okay, so one suggested use is that the potion is more effective than usual. Okay. So the effect of an acid flask for the, is that it basically just, you throw it and it releases a cloud of acidic mist that okay. is sufficient to encompass a creature uh, okay. and counts as a corrosive environment for... Oh, Okay. Which means each round at the beginning of their turn, a character subjected to one of these hazards suffers wounds equal to its rating. This damage persists until they are no longer exposed to the hazard. With some corrosive atmospheres, the GM may decide, etc. So, either I would suggest as a way of increasing the effectiveness of it, either the amount of damage of the acid flask I just created increases or the area it covers. Which do you think? Yeah. Or we could add an additional because <coughs> it just creates the environment. It doesn't do any direct damage, correct? It creates the environment and then the creatures in the environment suffer the damage. So I'm saying we could, we could also add the element that like when it strikes someone, it creates the environment, but it also deals an initial bout of direct damage as well. So there's an initial damage from the impact? Yeah. Yeah. That's okay with me. So how about... Sorry, I'm trying to find the... Where is the acid flask, Philip? Oh, here it is. Uh, it is on page 102. When you throw this potion, do you have to make an initial check to throw it for accuracy's sake, or do you just toss it and it happens? As an action, you throw it to a point within short range where it releases a cloud of acidic okay, mist. So no. Okay, gotcha. So yeah, let's just <clears throat> keep it simple then and let's make it corrosive six. Sure, that sounds reasonable. Okay. And then, so that's a triumph and I've rolled two, which is always difficult. You're trying to make three. Oh. You can make uh, more. I was going to say, yeah, one of the options for three advantage or a triumph as your character has enough ingredients left to craft another batch of the potion. So get two out of my initial check instead of. Yeah, sure. Just one. And then I will do one more check. Just okay. one more time as well. Repeat the roll. Bam. Two success, one advantage. Okay. Simple. Do you have some strain you'd like to recover? Or pass a boost. I was just checking that. Oh, gosh. Actually, I have a bunch of wounds. But yes, I have some strain I would like to recover. I will recover a okay. strain. Cool. Okay, so as you finish crafting the acid flasks, we're going to cut to the four sails. Hob, Reynard. You all, where we left you, were in the kitchen chatting with Sauna <clears throat> about Kath's new actime nighttime activities and the whole kidnapping thing but yes i'm sorry i just don't remember where we left it very much sauna sauna doesn't want you all to talk to kath and tell her to stop right. because sauna's convinced that 
Kath won't stop. So she'll just start hiding it from people, which she would rather be complicit and and be able to help her sister not die as opposed to being ignorantly blissful. So that's where you left things off is San was like, We're, I'm doing my best, but yeah, we need, she wants to kill Tardis for tithers. And until she does that, she's not going to stop. Yeah. And Kath is just chilling in a booth out in the seating area waiting on you all because right. she's ready to go do the job with you all. <sighs> I think, listen, son, I didn't think about it that way. I don't, when I was at the monastery, there was one guy who was a little wild and <laughs> Master Stormpool would say, I'd rather he does it here in the house where I can monitor it. And I got to be frank, I never, that never made sense to me then. And it doesn't make sense to me now. But if you don't want me to talk to Kath, if I will do that out of respect for keeping your relationship with her harmonious. But also, eventually, we've got to get her to stop. I know. I, I know. I just... It's not going to be today. You said you came here to ask me for help with something? That is why we came here. But I don't... Uh, listen, we're in the, uh, the the final moments of my conscription to Boomhush. Oh. And this job got weird. And we're thinking all hands on deck, but also you're been through a lot and you're in the middle of a lot. And if you can't help us, I understand. I don't know what it... The guy's got robots, and they're bad, and they might take your blood. Do or Can you help? Do you want to... Sana, Sana begins to cut you off, particularly mm -hmm. on the phrase, can't help us. Like, no, I can... I'm capable. I can help. What do you need? Tell me what you need. Hob doesn't say bodies to throw at the robot, because <laughs> he doesn't actually feel that way, even though it does feel like that's what <laughs> is happening. Uh, we need. I need to know that you're going to be available. I don't know what we need yet. Sana, that's yeah. the thing. If I remember right, you're quite acrobatic. Could come in handy. Yeah, I can go punch stuff and kick stuff and, yeah, jump over stuff. Whatever you need. Are we going now or what's... No, because we have to catch back up with Eris and Milo, for starters. Cat's okay. out. Did she know Cat's out there? I can't remember if Cat came in with us or if Cat was already there when we got there or anything. Kath came in after Sana had gone to the back, so no, I don't think Sana's aware. Kath is out there. Am I aware? <laughs> yes. Okay. I think, yeah, yeah. Kath's out there right now. If we want to just all go have a sit down and talk about, I, I can fill both of you in on everything that I know about this guy. Okay. Yeah. Are you uh, okay? Sure. She's gonna be a part of this too. Yeah, that's. I, yeah, that's fine. I almost said work through her demons, but he's not saying that. It's <laughs> all right. So they. I'll go out, and then Reynard explains to them what we learned <laughs> from the war band. <laughs> and we can hand wave that part. Trevor's eyes got big. I said, and you all already know, so we're going to save the time. <laughs> Skip over that. Yeah, Sana and Kath both seem on board and eager to, to help you all out in whatever way they can. And yeah, that's there's no real question or, resi or resistance from them. It's just tell us when and where. Gosh, I love our homies so much. Shame that we're <laughs> like at, this one's really scary, and I need you. 
your things are sad, but I don't plan to deal with them. <laughs> don't say that. It's going way too easily, so someone's probably going to die. Doesn't mean our homies aren't cool. And now it's Trevor's fault. <laughs> no, it's Eric's idea. I just said it. <laughs> I'm just trying to think, what do I catch off of the two of them? Like, I'm assuming me and Reynard sat on one side. Did they sit on the other side of the booth together? Did they talk to each other the whole time we were? That's what I want to see. I want to know. Give me a perception check. You both can. This okay. is going to be one red, one purple. I almost reached for dice. And you know them really well, so I'll give you two boosts because you've worked with them and known them for quite some time now. Okay. Perception, two blue, one red, one purple. Yep. I okay. failed with a despair. Are you kidding me? <laughs> wow. Hold on. I might make it better. But I could make it worse. Dice, dice, baby. Okay. I don't know. Okay. Well, this is not fun. I Perception, was... baby. Please do. With two blue, one red, one purple. Shoot. I was supposed to roll two yellow instead of a yellow one and a green. One success, best... two advantage. One success, but... two advantage. Cool. Reynard, you can tell very easily there's a lot of tension between Kath and Sana. You get the sense that there have been a lot of tears shed and shouting matches and unresolved feelings between the two of them over the past few months. But they're sisters and they're roommates. So what are you going to do? Just going to bury it down deep, deep and keep oh, pushing it down. Oh, I was like, I'm going to stay out of it. You die. Learning something about Eric's family life. <laughs> Yes, when my brother became a vigilante of the night, I had difficulties convincing him to stop. I remember. We had a lot of late night phone calls. So that's what you pick up on. It's really weird at your wedding. There's a lot of tension between the two of them. They do acknowledge each other and talk when appropriate, but you get the sense there's no desire to actively engage with one another, which is weird given how long you've known Kath and Sana. They famously are very close and are a package deal slash team even in combat, like they fight in tandem with one another. So yeah, not They're great. A minion group. Yeah. You have a collective five advantage between Jeff and Trevor's roles. I'm just waiting to see what that despair. Hob decided to be empathetic for a minute and ends up like running his head through the really, table or something. Really bit him in the butt. I know. <laughs> Hob decided to care about the inner life of someone besides Eris for 30 seconds. And I got to despair. Should never so do that. Done. Five advantage. That is a lot. Kath's vigilante work never comes back to bite her in the butt. She gets away with it. I want to use it that it seems. So... Okay, team, how can we use five advantage to chill this out a little bit between the two of them? We could say, I think, without spoiling the narrative of it, they haven't got, we haven't gone on a everybody rally up kind of job mm. on time. And so returning to that, doing that and doing something worthwhile, because obviously this guy running around Sharn is bad regardless of the job. It puts them back in that vibe. Like it just for the time being for the mission, it like it puts them back in that routine. Yeah. Because going back and doing something that they have, done and yeah. enjoyed doing together <clears throat> that was that that is in the same vein of the suggestion i was going to make is i had intended for there to be a mechanical detriment to their combat 
efficacy is exactly what I was thinking was going to happen. Yes. And so <laughs> offsetting that by saying the muscle memory kicks in and they just fall back in step with this team. Yeah, I think is good. Yeah, I think that's a good. I think you could also be as much as I think that could be part of it. Also, don't show out in front of the people that don't live here. We don't need for everyone to know what we're having this serious trouble, so we're just going to squash it while we do this. Could also be yeah. like a combination of the two yeah, totally. things. Yeah. Because yeah, I had a feeling that there was... I don't need an argument between two of our allies in the middle of a fight happening. And I also extend that to Eris and Milo. Okay. Eris usually waits till the end of a fight. Once you all are done talking with Captain Sana, was the plan to head back to the cauldron? to meet up with Eris and Milo. Wait, didn't you roll a despair? Yes, I'm just trying to get a timeline oh. going here. Yeah, I assume so. I feel like we oh, d- everything I we do right now... I have Don't worry. <laughs> I feel like everything we do right now is bouncing between the cauldron and a destination, and then back to the cauldron to do a destination yeah. until we can get a little less heat on us. Okay. Really, we should just try and turn some of Eris's goodwill into getting ourselves a little uh, crash space. In high wall, like oh, there's got to be essentially an abandoned building somewhere oh. or a loft or something that nobody uses that we could use to plot heists. Yeah, get a safe house going. Or oh man, at that bar, there's <laughs> that upper like upper floor patio thing. They'd give yeah. us that privately if we needed a place mm-hmm. to plan or something like that. But totally. Anyway, I feel like we could. I feel like yeah. we could acquire a lair in high wall at this. <clears throat> Right now, if we wanted to, I feel like that would be an excellent use of all of the embarrassing goodwill that Eris experienced last time. And Hobbs is, of course, more than happy to move to Highwall. Yeah. I mean, with his asceticism being what it is, he's pretty much fine anywhere. And there's probably jerks to punch here every now and again. Yay. Potentially. Punching jerks so is, is that, what got us into this mess. Is that a yes to going back to the cauldron? Yes, I believe yeah. so. Okay. Wait, no, See? despair. No, we're going nowhere near the cauldron. We are going far away from the cauldron as long as that despair is in your pocket. Yes, we're going to the cauldron. No, I'm trying to do you all a favor by not. <laughs> okay, this happens, and Hobbin or and Reynard are on and the we're other across side the of town from each other. Yeah. So yeah, you all head out, hop in a cab, start heading back to high walls, and as you all are. You've gotten off the skiff. You're walking towards the cauldron, cut into the cauldron and Eris. Milo is off near a table. He's taken the welding mask off and is preparing to head out. It seems like you all are wrapping up. And something very concerning happens that you notice before Milo does. The scar on his forehead is no longer generating smoke. That's not concerning. That's deeply relieving. And then Milo passes out. Oh, Oh. okay. Oh no, he ran out of smoke. (laughs) (laughs) That's all that was powering him. (laughs) So that obviously expresses concern and runs over to Milo. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, yeah. I mean, Eris also will run over to Milo. I'm not at all competent in medicine. I can make a check. I have a strong intellect, but it's not a strong suit, but maybe enough to just get a read on what's going on. Sure, yeah. Yeah, if you want to give me a, it would be knowledge lore, which I don't think you oh, have any ranks in. Medicine. So just, oh yeah, medicine's fine. Yeah, if right. Uh, yes, I meant physically, not necessarily yes, yes. the root cause. But yeah, is he dying or something? Yes. What's the difficulty? Two purple. Okay. 
I will spend one of our story points and upgrade once. Just hey, huh. no success. Three advantage, one triumph. Milo's dead, Eris. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> no, you can't tell what's wrong with him. So he's but, but I mean, he's obviously breathing though. Like yes, yes, okay. his vitals are present. Yeah, Eris leans over, shakes Milo. Calls, In fact, you, you hear know, him pats as, him on the cheek, all that stuff. As he's fading, you hear him muttering something about "It's so quiet, it's so quiet," and then he finally passes out fully. Okay. What's wrong, Eris? What's going on? To know Milo. He's not smoking anymore. And he said it was quiet. And I would normally be really happy about that, but then he passed out. And I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's wrong. Um, I don't know. Hob, Reynard. Oh, sorry. You have three advantage and a triumph to spend. Ugh, so, yeah, I know. I got no idea. <laughs> I spend the triumph and the voices never return. <laughs> That'd be Milo's, so sad for Milo. Milo's connection to <laughs> Zorat. It is not sad. Milo's connection to Zorat is permanently severed. No, obviously, I'm not going to do that. I, I will take suggestions, gentlemen. I have absolutely no idea. Because all of the things would be, actually, he's fine. <laughs> I will pull back the curtain before revealing the nature of it. We are about to enter a skill challenge. So if you wanted to pass an upgrade to the next check yep. with this three advantage, you can do that. Yeah, I will place out an available upgrade for this okay. upcoming event. And the triumph. Any thoughts, King? She can't use the triumph to gain insight on what happened because she failed the get the right. what happened roll. And that's really unfortunate. Yes, it is. <laughs> the triumph is that when Hob walks in, he knows exactly what's wrong. <laughs> no need to roll, no nothing. Are there any... Milo like, told me about the smoke. <laughs> Are there any external factors that are present that might become obvious with the triumph? Something else yeah. is going on in the lab that I could that sure. might have something to do with it. Okay, Hob Reynard, what as you approach the cauldron and Eris, what you begin to feel is you. It's not even a gradual thing. You all of a sudden feel the ground beneath your feet begin to lift and turn no thank you yeah like, like these like inception to, to ground yes to all yeses and eris you also begin to feel you with milo and olive begin to slide across the floor as the cauldron begins to turn but reynard and hob you could t the tower's not falling it's like the ground is folding and you're beginning to, but it's a long way to where the fold is happening. And so you're going to need to try to survive this via some coordination or other skills is what, that's what you immediately begin to notice. Additionally, <clears throat> Hob, Reynard, since you're outside, the sky begins to shift to a intense orange with the sun in the sky being blue and people are freaking out. There's yeah, this isn't in your heads. Like people okay. are sliding and grabbing onto stuff. Yeah. You break this nice community that you just gave us. Hey, none of us are going to forgive you. 
Oh, hey. you want to hide out in high walls, do you? Crumple, crumple, <laughs> fold. Metaphorically well, and literally crumpling up this piece of paper. If I need to do a story point, I'm happy to. But I assume Hob and Reynard are on Hob's bike. Because if we're going oh, anywhere yeah. from anywhere, I'd have I'd be on my bike. Sure. The ground and the getting, since it can fly, are not too terribly concerning. But everything else is yeah. pretty concerning. Hob's a good thing we didn't have anything going on. We weren't in the middle of anything. So this is important. Does the bike twist with the rest of the world? Or is the rest of the world... is gravity remaining consistent while everything else moves and so the bike being suspended in air doesn't yeah are my, so, is my bike wheels pointed down the whole time i think is <laughs> yeah sure so that's how jeff need understand it's an interesting it's yeah. an interesting point you bring up because if we go perpendicular reynard's falling out of that thing <laughs> because the only reason the bike flies is because of the manifest zone that Sharn is atop of. And if another plane begins interfering with that manifest zone, then oh, what would happen no. to the bike? What? This is why I don't learn about this stuff. Because then I have to know that could happen. I'd rather just be surprised by it and not live in this world. Okay, hit me. I'm on the bike. What happens yeah, yeah. to us? No. So the bike stays like on the ground, but gravity does not stay consistent. Like, you begin to go faster on the bike, <laughs> like downhill, is what's happening. And while, yeah, we'll just do this. After a few moments, the bike begins to, like, scrape on the ground. Like, it doesn't plummet. You're not like, <coughs> but it's a very gradual kind of lowering okay. kind of thing. So, so it's losing lift. It's losing lift, but it's not like... It's dropping like a stone out of the air because it's still sore wood. It's still extremely skid. (laughs) Okay. So that's what's happening. You still have a triumph, Philip. I was going to use it to get us aboard Tasha, but apparently that's not going to be a solution to this problem. Okay. Olive is able with the octo arms to... There's only four of them. That's not really an app name, but the floor as it turns into a wall. Okay. And Tasha is currently in piloting Egric. Yep. And so Egric just sort of, and so like Olive grabs Milo in one of the arms and catches it with the other two. Egric grabs onto something fixed to the floor and catches Eris as she starts to slide. And so no one is going to fall to the wall and be crushed to death by the hundreds of pounds of scientific equipment that are about to fall across the room. Yeah. Sounds good. Probably sharp. Many of much of which is sharp. Some of which is explosive. All of which is extremely valuable and fragile. Caustic. Yeah. I mean, like yeah, I we said, were just this, making acid. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a like flat world, flat o vertical. Like it was a so everything slid sure. to the wall. Yeah, but yeah, but none of us so are under are, it. Yeah, Eris, are there windows in the cauldron? Are they yeah, like super high surely. up? Okay, uh, yeah, they're okay. like warehouse windows, like high up. Yeah, yeah. Hob Reynard, you are approaching the cauldron much faster than you were a moment before. <laughs> super pumped. We're making good time. I don't. 
Hob, at this point, Hobbs was like, we must get to the cauldron. That is clearly, so he's just, can I, can he make an assessment of how damaging this is to his bike? Will the bike make it there? Are we going to skid to a stop? Does this thing move I mean, if it's not floating? I mean, no, like, I, I don't even. I said that you were close to the cauldron when this started. So you can get right. to the cauldron and park your bike in there so it doesn't plummet and get destroyed in this easily. Like, I'm, yeah. Then I'm not looking to we... destroy your bike in this. Yeah. Okay, then that is what we do. That little garage thing that Eris had installed. I'm sure she's Pop's not got super... a clicker, just, <laughs> yeah. just flies in. <laughs> I'm not sure how to resolve that, but if that's the if that's the idea is I have time to get in there and park it, then you better there's, believe you get to there. There's and park windows it. open. Yeah. We were using we were producing acid. There's windows Good open point. because otherwise we were all dying of toxic fumes. Okay, so what you all also or I guess Eris. Hob and Reynard come flying in on Hob's <laughs> cycle into the cauldron. Frack, what? What's happening? I was really hoping you might have some insight into that. Um, Milo stopped smoking and passed out and said it was quiet. And Eris is just like, Egric's gigantic stone hand is like entirely wrapped around Eris's midsection. And Egric just lifts Eris to be more in line with Hob. And then everything went like this. Right, this. Yeah, whatever this is. Wait, you is are... the sky a different... What is happening? It's not this, just in here? This is how I used to see things when I drank. <laughs> you also... Oh, there's more. ...hear people screaming outside. Frack. All right. Eris looks at your bike. Is it obvious that it has stopped its function, like the... That, that its levitation power is lost. You would also see it, Tasha's in here also. Tasha's like in the, here. Yes. The, the boat the, the, Tasha. Yeah. It would also be setting on the ground with a lot more weight than Eris would. Okay. Recognize. Frack. How do we got to do something? Yeah, sure. Do you have any idea what that is? Like Hobbs, Hobbs trying to like lash things. Like he's gra- if there's a if there's a loose wire that's fairly long, he's like grabbing it and lashing something to a post or whatever he can do. We need All to go is help using people. her arms to into the floor to crawl over to where the bedrooms are with Milo's body to put him in a secure place. Oh, what? he also slid. <laughs> Hobbs also slid over and shut the window that he came through because that seemed smart. <laughs> Has it stopped? It's gone wholly vertical now, and it stopped. So everything yeah. just turned ninety degrees and stopped. Not everything, but yeah. Are we perpendicular to something, or is it just the gravity has shifted? If we look out the window, do we see ground that we're perpendicular to now? When you all were outside, you saw, like, the center Mm -hmm. of high wall staying Mm -hmm. in place. You all were just, like, folding up towards... Yes. Okay, that's what I thought was going on. Actually, okay. So if we look outside, there's tower below us, but also to the left. Yes. And to the right. Like, it's this. Okay, and so around just I mean, head. Just so I, I understand, what you're saying is that the delta, the river, like down all the way on the ground, has folded up around us, and Sharn mm-hmm. is now a bowl. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Centered on high wall. Hob. Things yes. are getting crazy. I need to <laughs> no. roll a D100 twice. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Arius is directing Egric to, or Tasha to carry her over to the window so she can get her bearings of stuff. Just Okay. 
I have rolled a 44 and an 88. Oh, that's symmetrical. Okay. 44 is inscrutable, <laughs> where you add a setback to all charm checks and other characters add a setback to all social checks targeting you. 88 is tireless. Oh. Which means... Your mutation. Yes. You do not sleep or require similar periods of downtime. Yeah. You don't got to sleep. Yeah. I'm not doing the inscrutable. Yeah. Basically, you never add setback to checks or suffer other consequences for going for extended periods without rest. So that doesn't affect anything. If I can't sleep, I can't recover a wound for that night. That's you can still rest. You're just not required to sleep. Okay. So Hob, you feel your body kind of change and any, the venomous like spikes, like spines in your hands, like retract back into your body. But boy, do you feel awake? Yeah. (laughs) Size look like, I don't know, some cartoon look like Flapjack from that cartoon. (laughs) Okay. So yeah, that's what Hob and Reynard saw is basically Sharn was folding up in on itself centered Mm -hmm. on some point. You hear people shouting and screaming. You also, sure. through the windows, you probably begin to see black smoke. Like hmm. a single plume of black smoke. Familiar oh. looking black smoke. Yeah, we got to get that back into Milo. Frack. Okay, so we're in a skill challenge game. There are people screaming outside the cauldron. There's also obviously something going on probably where this black smoke is that you need to get to. So what is, yeah, start pitching me checks that you would like to make. Huh? Eris wants to get people. Eris is worried about the people. I would like to pitch. Boy. Egric would be really useful in a disaster situation, but there's no way that I can manage Egric out on if the city's if this part of the town is flipped vertical, I'd like to move Tasha into the bird chassis and use her to find people like to, so okay. she can fly. Assuming she can fly. I assume it will be obvious quickly whether she can fly. Can oh, she no. fly? The bird chassis, because it's powered by an air elemental can fly. Okay. And use that and the spy link with her goggles to start identifying where, Okay. Where people are in danger so that we can start to do this intelligently. Okay. How, how, if we were to just look out the window, how far of a fall are we talking at that this That is point? an excellent question. 60 feet. Okay, so we are near the center of this. Yes. Just folding. keep in mind, fall damage is way more punishing in Genesis. Oh, I'm not interested in falling. I, I was interested in how high we are. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, like, it's, yeah. I have fallen one time while playing Genesis, and my character was out for the rest of the encounter. Oh. <laughs> okay, so what check would you like to make, Eris, to begin flying Tasha around and trying to spot Can I make people? a joint check with Tasha? Sure. So I'd like to use my cunning and her perception skills. Okay. So that's going to be my perception, but she has two ranks in it. This is through Tasha's eyes, so I assume the goggles do not give me the bonuses. What's the difficulty? 
Difficulty is three purple, just because of the chaos and everything. I will flip a story point, though, to upgrade one of those to a red. I have upgraded. Okay. Oh, wait, I already got that. So, rolling. Okay. Cool. Zero success, one advantage. You have an upgrade. I do. That you have. Okay. Yes. So, so I should spin that. I'll roll that yep. die and replace the first green one. Yeah, the one with the two advantage. Okay. Hey, end up with one success and no advantage. Yes. Okay. So, yeah, as Tasha begins to zip around this section of high wall between the buildings, you begin to spot some people have fallen like onto the sides of buildings. They've managed to catch themselves. You do spot a few people that have caught onto trees as they've gone sliding by them. And so they are just desperately hanging, trying to pull themselves up. You don't see anybody in a direct free fall currently, but there are some people that are hanging precariously in a situation where they need assistance or they will fall. Okay. Is what Eris begins pointing them out as, as okay. quickly as possible. Once I get okay. back around again, I'm going to remember that Eris has mag boots and uh, will yes. be able to move around very efficiently yeah. here. Reynard, what do you want to do? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. We're in a bowl. <laughs> None of us do. We've found ourselves in an inception God. scenario. I guess just to check. Are to... you acrobatic? I don't think so. You got one yellow, two green in coordination. That's. I was just like, can I just make a check not to fall or <laughs> what? Are you trying to like navigate, get towards the smoke? Are you going to try and help people? Are you trying to like, what's your intention? And then we can work through what check you need to make. I don't know what I would even have control over. Don't worry about that. What is, I mean, you're still you to you as Reynard. And you're still Reynard, so you don't have to feel like you need to help these people. <laughs> I'm definitely not thinking I'd help people. So I guess go to get a better look at the smoke. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you climb out one of the doors of the cauldron and kind of perch yourself up. Give me a perception check to get a better look at the smoke. Okay, I'm good at that. This is one red, two purple. One red, two purple. There's no advantage or anything on the board no no boosts okay two yellow one green one red two purple all right what could go wrong oh just zero success <laughs> i got nothing okay so yeah reynard you you pop out and you can't really tell what's going on with the smoke you can't get a good look at it you can't even really see where it's coming from there's buildings and stuff in the way to where the angle isn't right you can tell that the smoke is traveling up like your normal perception of up. Yeah, but that's the only thing you can tell. Okay, Jeff, what's yeah. Hob doing? I think Hob is, okay, is there a way to get a look up? Because I know that we're in the side of a wall and if our windows are pointing down, is there a way for me to see how much, like, Hobbs interested in how much bowling there is. Can I see the four sails up there? You know what I mean? Is there a way to do that? To, or is it just kind of like tough break? You really can't see that direction because the nature of the city of towers. No, I mean, you, like, 
when you look that direction, you see the sky. It's not that you see like the ground or something or the rest of Sharn. Mm-hmm. Like you, you see the orange sky shining brightly above you with the beautiful blue, blue sun. So do I get a sense that this is not all of Sharn? This is a, the a area of effect of this spell is... That would be a reasonable assumption you can make. Okay. I do make that assumption. And I yell that to everyone because I feel like I should do something in this turn. So I yell, I have a reasonable assumption. And then I relay it. <laughs> Neither of you can understand Hob. Wait, I thought Hob- dude, I took I took the one that wasn't inscrutable. You're speaking common, but to your all's ears, he is speaking gibberish words. Eris turns back from the window. What do you say, Chip? I said pluck the trombone. No, you don't understand Eris. <laughs> Due to this is the failed check makes things harder. You all can no longer effectively communicate with one another verbally, so you have a setback on future checks. I'm not sure what we'd tell each other right now. None of us know a dang thing. <laughs> but we cannot strategize. Okay. Philip has a look on his face. And now his eyes are twitching. Now he looks like he has a migraine. Jeff, what's Hob doing from a skill standpoint? Yeah, that's what I got to figure out. I think that would depend. I'm sorry that I stepped away for a moment. What did Eris learn from Tasha and did uh, and did Eris relay that? Because that would probably... I'm that trying. Was be- that was before the failed right. check, so that could have been relayed. Like, things are progressing. So before... Eris was identifying where people were, basically. Uh, yeah. She's got Tasha out, and she would have been trying to point out where people were nearby. Okay. If there is any of those people that Hob could think there's a way to safe... Can I do a check to construct a way to safely get somewhere? Grab some boards and throw them down? And or I, Hob has one skill, and it's get close to something and fix it, whatever fixing that requires in the situation. You got athletics. So I need to be able to. Yeah, you got I need great to be able athletics. To get close, but if it's a sixty foot drope, there's buildings, really trees, that. there's stone benches, there's stuff. That's, to hop, that, that's hop what I'm across. trying to figure out. Okay, yeah. then my then like I think my Ninja skill check on it. it is going to have to yeah <laughs> be do some Spider Manning. Okay down this thing so that would be athletics or acrobatics yeah. <clears throat> athletics okay. I have that one red two purple I can add those <clears throat> let me just double and check a black because of the I don't need to hear them to jump <laughs> oh, okay sorry I do get a boost cool so set back and a boost boom boom and roll okay hey so that's four success and advantage can I use that to say through like genuine like monkey swinging and parkour rolling, I managed to get to someone who needs help. And then yeah. my next check can be, can I help them or not? <laughs> no, I, I will go so far as to say it's a skill challenge. We're in like narrative wonderland. We're not in a hard line structured encounter. You can swing to somebody and grab them like they're dangling on a tree branch and you can grab them and get them to the side of a building that is now the roof of a building and get that. You can get them to safety with your athletics check. That's fine. Okay. So I do that, and I also put them very close to the what would be the bottom of the side yes, of that building. Yes, you put them in the corner, yeah. <laughs> if we were to, I don't know, spin a different direction or unflatten, they won't fall six stories to their death because I just put them towards the roof. Yeah. No, totally. Okay, so that is each of you. We don't have to go in an initiative order. So what, or who would like to go next? 
Eris is going to activate her mag boots and get out on the wall and start also making her way to help rescue people. Okay. Totally. She's, she's going to her neighbors. Okay. What check would you like to make to... Can I pitch that Eris knows this neighborhood real well and make use of Streetwise? Sure. Yeah. Telling people where to go that they can safely hunker down for the time being? Absolutely. One red, two purple, one black. Yep. Yep. You also have story points, everyone, so feel free to flip them. I will spend a story point and upgrade once... And here we go. Two success. Okay. What Eris do? Yeah, exactly what it is. Eris goes out. She starts to try. She's immediately racing out to people who are in a precarious situation, who are hanging from trees or stuck on a roof of a building or something like that, and begins walking them down. Eris is small, but she actually is quite strong after her cybernetic upgrade. And even up to and including draping, getting people's arms around her shoulders and carrying them to the nearest safety that she can find. Yeah, totally. Awesome. Who would like to go next? How much closer am I to the the center of the bowl? You would have been able to reasonably get down about like 20 feet. So you still have about 40 feet to go to get to the bottom. So... It's long distance now in terms of falling damage as opposed to extreme, which congratulations, that's a lot less deadly. Still instantly incapacitates you, but it's less deadly. Yeah, just so you all know, if you fall a short amount, soak does not account for any of this. Short distance, you suffer 10 wounds and 10 strain. Oh, jeez. Medium suffer 30 wounds, 20 strain. Long distance, wounds equal to your wound threshold, plus one, and a critical injury at a plus 50 roll. And Joke's 30 on you. Strain. Wounds equal to my wound threshold, plus one, was handled short. <laughs> and extreme is wound equal to wounds threshold, plus one, and a in- critical injury at plus 75, or death at the GM's discretion. It does. <sighs> and 40 strain. So that's what you all are looking at based on <sighs> how high how far high up you are. Yeah. So Hob, you're about 40 feet up. Reynard, you're still at the cauldron. So about 60 feet up. I think if I realize that, I think suddenly my goal is to get closer to this to see if I can figure out what's going on with it or what it is or what's coming from. Okay. So I don't necessarily think I want to do a harder check to drop all 40 feet because if I fail, then I am. What's that word? Dead. So I think I might just do 20 foot increments, but I'm happy to swap it from athletics to acrobatics just for a little bit of a change of pace. Okay. (laughs) Tell Tell me what you... Or coordination, which is worse. I still get a boost. That's nice. You could also do resilience to brace yourself for a landing. Drop yourself not quite a short distance, but just to get down quicker. Like you're bracing yourself for these a little bit further drops, moving faster. Yeah, you know what? I like that idea. Let me kill these and restart it. Yeah, I like the idea of he's just like, all right, this time we're just going to clench our teeth. and Yeah. And our butthole, and <laughs> just go. <laughs> What's the difficulty? One red, two purple, one black. Oh, goodness. Okay. I'm flipping a story point then. Okay. And I don't really think I have 
anything that can help with this. Yeah, no, I do not. Okay. Would have been cool. All right. <laughs> We're just going to roll this and see what happens. It's a yellow and four greens versus a red, two purples, and a black. Okay. I've succeeded with three advantages. Okay. So yeah, you are able to clear quite a bit of distance, getting down closer, giving you a better vantage point to the source of the smoke, but also getting you even closer to getting to the smoke. Three advantage. What would you like to do with that? You could pass an upgrade to Trevor's check if you want. You could use it narratively to get a bit more insight into what the heck's going yes. on. I was thinking pass a boost and then you give me two advantage worth of. Okay. Of what I okay, see so now. Pass a I'm, boost to Trevor. To Trevor. And, and I'm 20 feet closer. Yeah. Two advantage worth. You. Keep in mind, you can count my teeth from 20 feet away. Where <laughs> You spot a, as you get closer and break through the trees and the buildings towards the center where the world has not floated up you see the source of the smoke is a looks to be a shorter tower like it's not a it's not one of the towers of sharn but it's fit skinnier than a building in a section of high wall it was just part of the architecture made out of stone but there is black smoke coming out of the windows and roiling up around the roof and then wisping up in a single plume this is not so, a yeah. new structure that has just appeared. This is someplace that was already a part of high walls. Yep. Okay. Okay. I turn to my compatriots and I go, Glarble, Flarble, Darble, Ah, crap. Yeah. Okay. It is now Trevor. Trevor, what would Reynard be trying to do? You've seen Eris and Hob begin heading down. I guess follow. Narratively, Olive headed off in another direction to help people. Like with her arms, she can like scutter about. And so she's yeah, sure. just the other direction along the vertical wall grabbing people. So, so what are you doing, Trevor? This? I guess I'll follow. If you wanted to try and follow them down the wall, you can make a athletics check or a coordination check. Coordination is a little bit better for you. Yeah, we're going to do coordination. Okay. I hate it. What's the difficulty? One... One red, two purple, one black. Oh, and that's Jeff, a lot of bad story. things. What, 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 Eric? But you have a boost also from Jeff's check. Okay, so a blue, right? Yeah, you get a blue from Jeff's check before. You still have a story point if you want to flip it to upgrade your check. Let's have Give some fun. Let's have, let's risk the biscuit. <clears throat> Three success, four threat. Okay. So yeah, you begin hopping from the sides of stone park benches built into the street and trees and buildings and begin, yeah, making your way down. Four threat, you said? Yeah. Okay. You, Hob, you're closest. Eris, you're getting pretty close. You begin to hear snarling and thrashing from this tower that you can see, Hob, and you hear some additional screaming down in the bottom of the bowl, essentially, and figures running away from this tower. And other people like helping and guiding people to safe places. Yorlin from Soaring Spirits out there trying to help people. And so, yeah, but it's clear that whatever's going on in that tower just got worse in the tower. Yeah. And at this point, you all have completed the skill challenge. So... You all are able to, you 
people in this section seem safe. They seem like they are stable. So you all are able to make it to the bottom of the bowl without any further incident. You see the tower with black smoke. It's there. The top floor has open windows, just stone holes in the stone. Like there's no glass or anything in them. And you just see the smoke as if it were coming out of the ceiling, like pouring out, wrapping around the roof and forming into this plume heading, heading up. There is no door to the bottom floor of the tower. It seems like it's open and you all could enter easily. And we're all together. Yes. You all have. I'm so hurt still. I have so many wounds. Yeah. Also. (laughs) Hey, how many wounds would I have recovered by all of forcing me to sleep? I think in Genesis it's one. Awesome. (laughs) Oh, did we sleep when Eris slept? Because I would get one back. Probably slept at a much more reasonable time than Eris slept. But I'm also fine with you all saying that you took a painkiller while you were a healing potion. So getting back six wounds as well. I feel that way. I feel like I did that. Because otherwise I'm super dead. (laughs) Fair enough. Okay. So. We have to... Like we have to go in there, right? Yeah, we gotta figure out what it is. All right, crap. Okay. This, just for the listeners, the skill challenge. The skill challenge is over, so they can understand each other. You all have, yeah. You've hit a point of communication where you can communicate once again. Eris taps her communicator and says something in in Dargul, and looking back up towards the cauldron. We see a window open and Egric begins to climb down towards us. Okay. I'm willing to have him. He's got crazy brawn, so I'm very willing to have him make a roll. If you give me, let, give him, have him make an athletics check at the one red, two purple difficulty that you all had to do during the skill challenge. There it is. Four successes, three threat. Okay. I'm um, just show off doing it all in one move. <laughs> Three threat. I'm just going to spend that on the next check that you all make. There's a automatic upgrade to the difficulty. And Eris will transfer all of or transfer Tasha into the piloting seat for Egric. Okay. This isn't going to have any kind of mechanical influence or anything, but Reynard, as you land down and check yourself to make sure you're okay, your hands are backwards. Yeah, he's a Rakshasha. We attack him. <laughs> Sorry. It's gonna make no, it hard to fire that bow. No choice. Eris different. Eris, oh, as you turn to look at Hob, his face is in his chest. Oh no. Oh. The head's still there. It's just a blank. That's unha I'm very unhappy about that. Oh, what is Hob, when you look at Eris, her hair's pink. I'm a. <laughs> Hang on. I'm a kefaloi, and she has pink hair. By the way, if you'd like to look up a kefaloi, that's exactly what Eric just described. A k e p h a l o i, I think, in English letters. Harris would never dye her hair pink. This is how you know that Zorat has entered the material plane. We're going to call it there. Hope you all enjoyed this this episode. Thank you all so much for listening. If you want to be part of the conversation surrounding this episode, you can join our Discord, the link to which is on all of our socials, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, stuff. We also have a YouTube channel, youtube.com slash thegeekpantheon, where I do all sorts of tabletop role-playing game-related content over there. And we have another actual play, the laugh, or not the laugh, kyber shards on the laughing tree 
YouTube channel. I'm on the show. You'd think I'd know the title of it. And Philip is the GM using D&D 5th edition set in the city of Stormreach. And we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash the Geek Pantheon. If you want to financially support the shows in any way that you are able, you can do so over there. Or you can buy merch at thegeekpantheon.com. Thank you all so much for listening. I have been your Game Master, Eric. I'm Philip. I'm Trevor. Randy's not here. I'm Jeff. We'll see you next time. Bye.